With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We need teams! We need to Welcome to the Gridiron Blitz Podcast, your weekly source for women's American football, insights, game recaps, and NFL News Weekly. Subscribe on Apple and iHeart. Welcome to the Gridiron Blitz. 387 in the house. Oscar Lopez going solo today. We will not have the salty one, Mackenzie Brooks, the ex-league insider, Nate Ward, or the Hall of Famer, Holly Custis, or the backseat coach, Mark Simone. So going solo today, we have two awesome interviews in the Monkey Night 5 huddle. WNFC Rookie of the Year, Megan Lewis of the Denver Bandits, coming in here in a couple minutes. Plus, we're going to have 2021 WNFC League MVP, that is Gina Magana from the Utah Falcons as well. So big show for the next uh, hour or so. And then we're going to dive into the international scene in Finland as the playoffs heat up for the championship there. Sweden, week one, what a stunner in week one as Orobro Black Knights uh, take down Karlstad in week one in the Crusade, uh, Karlstad Crusaders. So really awesome weekend there. And if you are, were at the hub, at facebook.com for Susquehanna Beauties. You already knew the news right there. So shout-out to the Orville Black Knights for a, a amazing week one opening, edging the Karlstad Crusaders out there in uh, Sweden. And then we're going to dive in also to the LA, uh, AFVVD2 in Germany. We'll dive in as well into uh, the U.K. tourney, as well into the Southeast Tournament. And we'll dive into NFL preseason, and some college football news as we started off today. Uh, the ACC, the Pac-10, uh, there was a college football alliance that was formed uh, as we came on air today. So uh, interesting to see how that's going to transpire and work out in terms of the football scene. Uh, a lot of people were anticipating this would happen, uh, given the fact that we were doing a lot of things with the athletes, uh, the uh format for the NCAA would have changed or is going to change. So today uh, they announced a historic alliance that will bring 41 world-class institutions together on a collaborative approach surrounding the future evolution of college athletics and scheduling. So the so-called alliance, ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12, guided in all cases by a commitment to and prioritization of supporting student-athletes well-being, academic and athletic opportunities, experiences, and diverse educational programming. The three conferences are grounded in support of broad-based athletic programs, the collegiate model, and opportunities for student-athletes as part of the educational missions of institutions. So the three conferences remain competitors in every sense, and but are committed to collaborating and providing thought leadership on various opportunities and challenges facing college athletics that would be including, as we talked about in the past with Holly Custis, 
student-athlete mental and physical health, safety, wellness, and support, strong academic experience and support, diversity, equity, and inclusion, social justice, uh, gender equity, future structure of the NCAA, federal legislation efforts, and postseason championships and future formats. So the alliance includes a scheduling component for football and women's and men's basketball designed to create new interconference games, enhance opportunities for student-athletes, and optimize the college athletic experience for both student-athletes, three to do something special for college football, I guess, if you want to put it that way. At the same time, it is brand new to everything. Uh, This is a brand new landscape for them, Uh, Big Ten, Big 12, and ACC. So that's a bombshell that came out uh, a couple hours ago. And if you were at the Hub, you got it right there uh, coming out of uh, uh, pretty much Tomahawk Nation uh, off of uh, SB, SB Nation as well. So it's um, really big news there. There's two articles there that we put together uh, for you at the Hub. So if you're right there, you can take advantage of the two articles that were up there, TomahawkNation.com. We also uh, linked out to ESPN.com. So it was really, really interesting to see that as well. So international uh, international news for us as the WFA and the uh, WNFC season have already finished in the state. Um, there will be some action in Australia from what I was told uh, from one of my sources. It is still pending, obviously, lockdown mandates that are kind of crazy over in Australia right now. But overall, there will be some action um, in, in, hopefully in, in one section of Gridiron Australia, which I think is going to be WA. So we're hoping that that's going to be the case. But if not, uh, no, no biggie there. We're still going to have a lot of things to talk about in, t- in terms of the international scene. Finland, for one, uh, the Finland season has now concluded in terms of the Maple League week six, 34-6. Helsinki takes down West Coast Phoenix, puts them at a three-and-three standing for the season. And it was Maleki uh, uh, loses to Turku, as we talked about with uh, Mark Simone last week. This is an opportunity for them to really um, impress, and they did make an effort 14-0, uh, Leah Kozla and the Turku Trojans still take down the bouncers. So that puts the bouncers at three and three for the season. That was the situation that went into play. And so there was a lottery that was done by the uh, Finland Football Association. And now this will be a semifinal between Maleki, Helsinki. That's going to be the, the final in terms of semifinals. It will be the result will be the winner of this Maleki Helsinki matchup on August 29th. That will take care of who will face Turku in the championship. So the Turku Trojans looking like they're the favorites to finish strong and actually hoist the trophy. It will be between the former champions with Emma Yarn and Janika Nikander coming back to the fold for, uh, for Wolverine Gold. It's going to see if they are going to make the difference and help their team defend their championship. It would be the fifth championship if they could attain that uh, in in terms of the Finland scene. They are the most dominant team in Finnish football, uh, and so Turku trying to make a statement and a dent into that claim and putting their mark on one championship here since uh, Helsinki has really ruled in Finland all this time. uh, This coming weekend, the 29th, Maleki Bouncers, taking on Helsinki uh, Wolverines is an opportunity for the bouncers to prove that they belong in Maple League, that they really get another shot at Turku. If they take down 
the Helsinki Wolverines this coming weekend. For the Wolverines, it is a huge moment for them starting off the season in a bad situation. They get to the point where the last two weeks of the season, they kind of make up for it. And here we are. They are one step closer to returning to the final to defend their championship against a very, very impressive Turku Trojans team all season. So we will see if what scenario will take fold in terms of Finland. In Russia, and we haven't talked about Russia uh, lately at all, pretty much uh, obsolete in terms of our uh, viewing, but I uh, really appreciate our network over in Russia for sending us uh, YouTube link highlights as well as giving us the VK, uh, VK.com um articles so in russia week three uh you can go back and recall at the hub one uh, week one through uh through three we're going to kind of break down week three here august 21st it was the dragonflies the uh champion returning uh, the um current champions uh mosco 18 to 6 take down phoenix uh unicorns 28 to 16 uh took down the st petersburg valkyries uh you you got an opportunity one week left in the russian season this week, it is week four, and that's going to be Phoenix, who's already 0-3. Pretty much their season is done. And then you have Mad Wolves also. Uh, their season is somewhat done. So this is a matchup of the lower bottom feed teams making just something of a win for themselves for the season. And then you have uh, Valkyries taking on Mad Wolves as well. Valkyries looking for you know to even out the season at 2-2. Two and two. We're looking at Dragonflies. Unicorns. It is the matchup that we all wanted to want to see at this point. Three and zero unicorns taking on three and I believe three and uh, one dragonflies. The defending champs against the unicorns. This will determine who will go to the finals and the playoffs. And I'm assuming this will be the final. It's a preview of the final. It's like a play, pre-playoff, a playoff preview of the final. So WLAF uh, Women's uh, League of American Football out of Russia. Get the get the links right there at the hub at facebook.com. So if you don't follow us uh, at Facebook or you don't do Facebook, you can always follow us on Twitter at Gridiron Beauty for the latest updates on women's American football and NFL news as well. You can always subscribe to our podcast right here on Apple Podcasts as well as at Block Talk Radio, uh, iHeart, and Spotify. Uh, you can catch us over at globalwomensportsradio.com at the podcast uh, link there as well. You can sign up for Monkey Night Fight. You can use code NJF, and you can get a free $5 play up to a $100 match, especially right now with the NFL coming up here. Take advantage of our code. Go to uh, Monkey Night Fight. Use code NJF and stay in touch with everything that's happening in the NFL. You can do uh, more or less. Take some props right there. Uh, Go check out Monkey Night Fight. Look at the layout. Look at the different formats and see if one of those inclines for you. Uh, you can turn an, an easy uh, $5 into $15. You can turn an easy 30 to 60 to $90. So it's just based on your intuition. And if you're able to do really well, you can make a, a little bit of amount of money, or you can make some real big money. So you put in $300, you can make almost $900. So it's a really, really exciting uh, kind of uh, platform. It is totally different than daily fantasy sports like a FanDuel or a or a uh, DraftKings motion in that sense. So check it out, monkeynight5.com. It's our podcast sponsor. They're the ones that bring awareness and keep the message of awareness of women's American football that it exists and is played at a high level. So go to monkeynight5.com, use code NGF, get your free $5 play uh, up to a $100 match, monkeynight5.com forward slash right there, NJF.
All right, and if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, check it out. Amazing shared videos of girls playing American football globally, including Russia, just like we talked about right now. So go to YouTube.com. Just search Great Iron Beauties on YouTube. Subscribe there. Share it with your friends and uh, show them that women do play American football globally. And that's where it's at, at our YouTube channel. Amazing shared videos of girls playing American football. You can always go to our Instagram galleries for moments and excitement on Instagram at Great Iron Beauty on Instagram as well. All right. We are diving into uh, DBL2 right here before we get to Megan Lewis of the Denver Bandits, the WNFC Rookie of the Year. She'll be coming in here in a couple minutes. And so uh, the big news that came out of Sweden this week, international scene, was really the shocker of shockers, which is horrible Black Knight, week one, stunning against Carlsbad Crusaders, 21-18. to 18. Uh, You get the live feed right there, uh, Facebook live coverage. You get the YouTube full game right there at the hub as well, and you got all the still photos and actions that's coming up, coming from Orable as well as Carlstad. So uh, that was a great matchup. I encourage you guys to go watch it. It was on YouTube as well and on Facebook Live. So a uh, shout-out to the Black Knights for putting up a great matchup and edging Carlstad. Carlstad really uh, last year just dominant all season with Sidney Green. This year, Sidney Green was not at the helm, and Gabby Nobbs as well uh, from the British uh, scene. But uh, it, didn't, it didn't sway them this year, so it just uh, they get edged. And it was kind of a shocker in terms of the uh, Sweden week one opener at this point. So uh, we're going to dive into uh, Division One as well, and you can go to the hub and get all the details right there as well, Division One. The other uh, matchups that are included were DBL2 and Osalidin versus Wolfpack. You get some highlights right there as well from the DBL2 matchups there. We're also going to dive in later with the DBL2 action as once we get past the interviews as well. There's some articles at the Hub. Take advantage of Beth about Baglione, uh, Lashander Griffin, uh, Callie Branson on our article about women, the uh, Browns women, done by the Cleveland um, source there. Uh, there's a new team in Costa Rica, the Golden Eagles, getting ready to try to mature themselves and put themselves together so they can compete in the Costa Rican League as well. So there's a lot of stuff happening at the Hub. Go to the Hub at facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties. And the WFA uh, puts out a spotlight on some of the talented quarterbacks of the 2021 season, including uh, Allison Cahill and uh, I believe it was also Shante uh, Hunter, uh, Dalton Hunter as well out there, so um, and Aaron uh, McSidick of the Minnesota Vixen as well. So uh, check it out, WFA Spotlights right there at the Women's Football Alliance uh, Facebook page as well. Um, so in Germany, DBL2, Wolfpack 28-0 to over Soligen, and then you also had uh, Trier Stampiers uh, taking down the Starlin uh, Hurricane, I mean, uh, losing to the Starlin Hurricanes 38-0. to You have Atchin. Uh, 60 to 60 to six over Molchum Shamrock. So those uh, the matchup was there. Week two coming up here. Trier Sam Peters will be taking on Bandidus, and then you have the Rhinos will be taking on SDC, and uh, Boston Miners will take on Action Vampires. So really, really exciting week coming up here in week two. We're also going to keep, keep tabs on week four in terms of the Russian scene as they get into the playoff mode two, and then the Finnish uh, Finland finals right there in the semifinals as well. So we're going to go into the huddle right now, the Mike and I-5 huddle, and we're going to be talking to the talented uh, Megan Lewis of the Denver 
uh, bandits of the WNFC. This is the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy-to-play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Megan Lewis, what's going on? Welcome to the Gridiron Blitz. Hello, Oscar hello. How you doing, Megan? Thank you so much for having me. I'm good. How are no, you? No, no problem. Uh, I got you on my cover, on the magazine cover, so I know who you are. 23, all day. Yeah, you know, you know my face, face to the name. We love it. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, Megan, uh, what what a year for the WNFC in, in general, not just your Denver Bandits, but what a year for the, the league in, in itself. Full games all season, every game stream. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, the Vire um, branding was just was just so cool to have that collaboration and allow people to watch it from wherever they were at. That was a really big move for the WNFC and a really exciting. Megan, what, what do you guys feel like uh, at the beginning of the season, you guys were uh, ready and re- revving to go, and then you guys in your season, there was, you know, La Muerte as an obstacle, lose one game there. And then it, it really did hinder you guys' opportunities for the playoffs. Did you guys kind of ponder that as, as the season ended? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think as an athlete and as a team, everyone has that, that one game they want to get back. For us, that was definitely Las Cruces, week, week one, losing that game. We know that, that that set us back in the playoffs and kind of messed up our chances there. But, but at the end of the day, we have no one to blame but ourselves, and it just really fuels our fire for, for next season to know that every game – Every game counts, and every game's on the line. Absolutely. Now, Megan, uh, you guys have a talented team, Kristen London, uh, a good defense that came up towards the end at the at the last couple weeks of the season. So uh, you did, guys, finish strong in, in terms of a showing, even though you didn't have a playoff mode to go into. But uh, can you speak to that at the end? Just Yeah, absolutely. We looked at every game as a – whether we were going to win or lose, we were going to use that to get better. And so – we go into every game wanting to win. We unfortunately didn't get that out of the first two, but we just used that to, to steamroll the next four games and really focus on strengthening our team. We do have a lot of rookies and first-year players, as, uh, as well as a bunch of vets and you know beasts like Kristen London, like you just mentioned. So I definitely think that when you combine our defense and, and a lot of the strength we have on the offense, this year was kind of a teaser for what the, what the Denver Bandits can do in the WNFC. And I think next year people will be very surprised uh, how we come in really hot. Megan, are you surprised competition in the Pacific is so uh, nail-biting? You have Utah, you got San Diego, uh, you, you even had uh, La Muerte, right? Uh, you had um, just a, a, like four top teams in the Pacific. It's just a matter of, you know, a, a one one win, now, you know, a three points, seven points, six points. It, it just really looked like the Pacific is – 
uh, somewhat more battle tested than the than the Atlantic. But overall, that is really what what I'm boiling down to is just the fact that this side of the coast is really uh, gritty. In other words, you, every win matters. In other words. Oh yeah, the Pacific is a powerhouse for sure. I think that that does nothing but really elevate the teams within the conference. Every game you have to go out there and, and give it your absolute all. Like you said, you just mentioned those powerhouse Utah, San Diego, Vegas, even Los Angeles Bobcats. That was a run up until the buzzer for our, our very last game of the season. So I love it. I would I would definitely want to be in a, in a strong conference where the games are close because it just keeps you keeps you on your toes and elevates you. Absolutely. All right, Megan, uh, tell, us, tell the fans a little bit about you, uh, how the season, you know, uh, any injuries for you, anything that we didn't know in terms of the press or the or us media didn't report on, or were you kind of somewhat injury-free the whole season? I would say I was mostly pretty lucky. I mean, as a, as a running back, it's no secret that you definitely take hits and you get beat up start to finish on those games. I had uh, probably like a three-week stint where I had a left knee that was giving me some trouble, and I actually went down during the beginning of the Utah Falcons game, and I had to step out for a little bit. But, but thankful, for, for the most part, there was no, no season-ending or even full-game-ending injuries, and, and so I'm blessed for that. Offensively, can you speak to your quarterback about your quarterback and your, and your offensive line? You guys played pretty well against Utah, very competitive almost in every matchup. Uh, it's just, it was just kind of like the nucleus uh, coming into the season when I, you know, like looking you guys up on social media, Instagram and Facebook, uh, you guys were literally putting in that off-season work even before the season started. Yeah, definitely. We, have, we had our returning QB, Shannon, and then we also had Adrian um, goes by Sarge as our QBs. Both, both really, really good in the backfield, in the pocket. Um, so that, that was really helpful. And we've got some amazing receivers, like number, number four, Hannah Irwin. She's definitely going to be a threat to come in the future season. I think that just like the O-line and the running backs have to have their choreography and their chemistry, the same has to be said for, for quarterbacks and receivers. And luckily, we've got an amazing group that's going to step it up this next season, and they're up for the challenge of really elevating our, our passing game as well as our running game. Now you go to you go to the nine cup. Uh, what was that experience like for you to go to the nine cup to just witness the nine cup weekend and all the things that were done uh, for the weekend? Pretty pretty impressive, I think, in, in overall scope. Uh, having it there in Texas, and then ultimately, you know, the elite obviously are the ones that you know become the winners. But what, what about the weekend when you arrive there? Did anything kind of surprise you when you arrive there, like the fanfare and all that? Yeah, absolutely. Every single event honestly surprised me. I, I was expecting to have a fun weekend. I didn't know what to really expect in terms of the All-Pro game and, and the events leading up to it, but the caliber at which OJ and the rest of the WNFC team put on was just really unmatched. Like, I'm so, so excited to, to see where the WNFC is going. And not too many people know this. I had really only spoken to this about – or spoken – with my offensive coach and the head coach, Marcel Simpson. But when the season wrapped and we were having our, our player interviews, I let them know that I was probably like 60-40 in terms of not being able to come back. 
because of my work schedule and how tedious that was getting and trying to balance both. But after that weekend, um, that all pro weekend, that absolutely changed, changed my perspective to put it short, the WNFC, you know, is on a train to somewhere great. And I really don't want to miss the next stop in these coming seasons. So definitely going to be returning after how amazing that weekend was. Megan, uh, your, your occupation outside of work, a lot of pressure there too. Uh, it's a kind of a balance, I think, for everybody in the league, right? Because there's, depending on your occupation, there's limitations in terms of whether you're able to play one season or not, or take a season off. And that's happened in the past where players, because of the occupation being more important for financial reasons, uh, they take off a season or two off or they come back. But there's always that itch to come back, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, if if we could, a lot of these people, um, a lot of the women in the league would have this as a full-time paying job. Unfortunately, we're we're not there yet. So we do have to balance both work and games and practices and film and, and it becomes a lot. So my hat goes out to everyone that has a full-time job and also plays this sport. But I think that there was a lot of people, whether they went to the all-pro game or not, that just saw the, the caliber, like I said, at which the games were being broadcast, at which the sponsorships between Adidas and Riddell were stepping it up and, and so many more rolling in throughout the season, like Bose. And I think a lot of people took a step back and said, you know what, this is probably a sacrifice that, that I'm willing to continue making because I don't want to miss out on this. Yeah, I think that, you know, when you look at the leadership uh, in terms of the WNFC, they have made a lot of of changes in a two-year span, you know, minus the pandemic. But I think really, if you include the pandemic, I think it really uh, benefited both leagues, the WFA and the WNFC, in terms of structure and logistics and partnerships and sponsorships. So it really, I think, was beneficial in some senses not so much in terms of, you know, the disease and people dying, but on, uh, in right. terms of just the football scope of things, right, uh, it was kind of like downtime to really focus on getting the sport to another level and get it more visible to people. Yeah, I mean, that's visibility is, is huge in any sport or any brand you want to build up, but especially when it comes to women's football where – too often not you, you tell someone what you do or, you know, what you're, what you're headed to on the weekend and their reaction is shock and surprise. WNFC is definitely, their goal is to move people away from that to where women gearing up and playing tackle football outside of lingerie is, is common knowledge. And not only is it common knowledge, but it's something you want to get excited about tuning into and, and getting in the stands to see. So that's, that's, that's really amazing to see. Yeah, I think all of us have felt that for the last 10 years. We all we all looked at, you know, the LFL as a spectacle. And I think uh, we're at that level now with women's tackle football with either either league, but more so with the WNFC, especially with the Vire, that that is where we wanted to be at, right? They were at a spectacle level, but not something that we wanted to promote or that the sport is made of because it was basically an alternate format of 11-11. And this is really an 11-11 NFL type, so – it gives us the opportunity to really put that out in terms of um, people viewing it and looking at it more, no less than college football, no less than an NFL type product, which is awesome. Yeah. And that footage is out there forever, honestly. So even if you didn't catch the game live and the ability to go back and and review that is going to be huge. I remember when I first had interest in the Denver bandits and started coming out to those early practices 
before we even talked on pads, I was on YouTube watching, you know, 2019 season games, just trying to get any footage I can because my, you know, knowledge of women's football and the tackle element was very limited. And so now that we've got a whole hub of those videos that, that are going to sit on buyer, I think that's, that's just amazing. It's, it's really cool to see. And it allows you really to scope the opponent. It really gives you a, a breakdown where you can watch it on your own time. And it really breaks it down for you to give you an advantage in some senses. Um, so, Megan, you arrive in Dallas for this whole pe- uh, weekend. And then uh, were you surprised, Rookie of the Year honors? Did it surprise you? Yeah, I actually was surprised because I was I was nomi- nominated for Offensive Player in the Year. So, so going into that, I didn't even know the Rookie of the Year award was was on the table or an option. So uh, I believe it was Kelly Smith with the Alabama Fire that walked away with Offensive Player of the Year, and, and kudos to her. She definitely deserved it. But after that came the Rookie of the Year award or, or shortly thereafter. So that was a shock to me. I, if, if you know me, you know I'm always smiling uh, ear to ear, but I was smiling particularly big that day, especially since I got to take that photo with Patrick Willis and meet some other big oh, yeah. key names like Jen Walters. Now, Megan, your season, well, how would you describe it in a nutshell for you? Was it a pretty exciting season from week one to the end, to the last week of the season? Because obviously the WNFC wouldn't have chosen you as Rookie of the Year if you didn't have a, a great season. Yeah, I would say I would say it was it was a good season for for my first year suiting up. I definitely have goals next year and a, a lot to focus on in the off season. One of those just becoming a better student of the game, you know, tuning in as much as I can and learning from those around me, as well as um, working on, you know, my passing game or my catching game, excuse me, and then also, you know, just bulking up uh, a little bit more. But I definitely, definitely think that it was a good season all around. I'm going to work to break a thousand yards next year for sure. And I'm just excited. We've got, we've got a lot of people returning and if, if there's one thing about women's football is that, that numbers can fluctuate really quickly between injury and work and just life. So I'm really excited to hear that, that most of the, the bandits will be returning because that's kind of how you build a dynasty and, and one day kind of reach that caliber that, that teams like Texas and those are at. Uh, Megan, what, what do you do uh, for fun besides football and non-related work? What's, what's your fun? Is it reading books or? hiking or there's people that do various other things besides that or working out as an example? Yeah, you know, I'm definitely not a hiker. I'm in Denver and that, that's definitely an option, but hiking's not really my jazz. Uh, not, not a competitive walker or climber. Uh, I love to play, to play basketball. That, that was my first love in high school and mm-hmm. growing up. So love to do intramural basketball, pick up basketball in the park. And I also definitely enjoy music. So uh, love R&B and and catching any of those concerts that are happening in town when I can. Now, the awards show, uh, did it blow you away, all the amount of uh, talent that was given, you know, awards this year? Um, you obviously had Gina Magana in Utah. You had Kelly Smith, as you just mentioned, in Alabama. Uh, OG, right there, the champion, Texas Elite Spartans. Um Kaylee Knudsen from uh, Kansas City, plus Jennifer Struthers from San Diego, and who can forget Regina Jackson from uh, Mississippi. So uh, a, a pretty pretty good pool of talent. And when you look at it uh, in terms of a of a scope, uh, it's a bright future for the WNFC. You would say? 
Oh, hundred percent. And I don't, I don't know where the, you know, the all pro game and the all-star game is going to be held next year, but I definitely just encourage all the fans and all the players, whether you make all pro or championship team or not to, to hundred percent set aside time, start making plans now to go to that because it, it was amazing. Just the networking alone and getting to, to, you know, meet the, meet the people that you see on the stats day in and day out and you watch film on, just get to meet them in person and, you know, give them a handshake, give them a hug. That that alone is worth it because it really is an amazing group of women that suit up to go to that field every day. Uh, Megan, the all uh, all girls flag uh, was kind of like a preview for the future in terms of women's tackle football because there is no foundation. It's not like the boys where we had Pop Warner. There's no high school structured yet. Uh, there's really no college structured yet. So there's a gap between you know uh, a Utah girls football league to like okay NAIA college scholarship. There's that lo- that gap. So um, I think uh, the Adidas showcase for uh, flag football that weekend was pretty pretty awesome to see and i think uh the turner uh, the turnout was pretty pretty great too yeah that that was really cool to see at FanFest. and oj talked a little bit about this to the players that that made it there about kind of wnfc's five-year plan and gave us the ability to ask a lot of questions about the business that that we wouldn't normally have insight into and so i know that a big a big push for them in the coming years is to start building up that brand of WNFC flag because that's going to be honestly our best chance at recruitment and you know everyone knows football man or woman is not a sport you can play forever because of how tedious it is on your body and so you know if you can get them in young and you can get them interested in joining that's that's really the best way to pull in talent and to keep the league fresh and the legs fresh. Megan Denver wise do you see that opportunity there for you guys for the bandits? to put together maybe a flag league or, you know, work with another uh, exist, existing flag league to get the interest uh, into that roster to keep the depth in the roster, uh, you know, in a yearly good state? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're already in our heads. We've already been discussing that in team meetings, doing, you know, camps and, and boot camps where we can pull in flag and then, you know, eventually get them out to a Denver practice. So you're right on the money. We're thinking through that. I would love to, you know, be a team like Texas that has girls flying in from different states to play. That's the ultimate goal that someone would want to do that with the Denver Bandits. Uh, but right now we've, we've got to keep it local and, and garner interest there. And so I think flag is an absolutely great way to do so. And I, I know that the coaches, along with our owner, John Lutz, is definitely up for their heads up. All right. So the excitement for 2022 is here. Um so you've committed to come back. You said there's most of your most of your uh, teammates are committed to come back. So the uh, our expectation from the Denver Bandits is, you know, playoffs are bust, right? Is that the, is that gonna be the motto? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. We're we're hitting those playoffs. Uh, write it down. I'll I'll shoot you twenty bucks if I'm wrong. But we're we're hitting we're hitting those playoffs next year. We're hungry. We're excited. We know now every every game counts, and so. We're gonna we're gonna focus real hard on the off season on cleaning up some of the things that just came with naturally being a younger team, uh, and I'm I'm really excited. All right, um, the Adidas hookup, the Riddell hookup, how has that been for you as a player in terms of on Denver, but overall the WNFC supplying you with you know 
some sort of incentive if you're making it week to week to to be a player. And then uh, you guys also got some swag uh, at the uh, nine uh, at the nine weekend, right? Yeah, lots of lots of Adidas swag at the nine weekend, which was amazing. Uh, when I won Player of the Week, we also got a free set of cleats and some Bose headphones. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Don't don't get me in trouble here. I was actually Team Nike before I started playing for the WNFC. But Team Nike, now, Megan. No, that's I I know I was I was. This is past tense. Past tense. Don't don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Past tense. I was Team Nike a few years ago. Now my entire wardrobe closet, Adidas out, and I, I look back at pictures now where I'm wearing Nike, and I'm like, what what were you doing? You know, it's just not even. Not even the same swag, so definitely love having Adidas on board, and that's the kind of brand we need behind us, so I'm excited to see what we continue to pull in in terms of that. I'm I'm kind of, like, excited at the fact that we haven't even scratched the surface, and I've talked to, you know, some of the leaders in, in, the, in the league. Uh, the leagues here haven't even scratched the surface in terms of the female branding. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the cosmetic environment, the uh, anything that has to do with uh, a female brand, we haven't even hit that. We're just barely starting to, you know, we're at the men's level with men's apparel type mentality, right? Once we start to get supportive, uh, you know, sponsorships from female products, in other words, female dominant brand products, I think that's going to drive the, the brand higher, going to give the benefits to the players higher, uh, revenue comes in. And hopefully we'll get to that stage, you know, down the road here in five years or something to where, you know, the first set of athletes get paid, which is, would be awesome. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think we can't leave it all up to the league and the board to do that. We, we as players need to be building our own brands. And if you have a female brand or just any brand in general that you're passionate about and want to get visibility on, it's it's just as easy as tagging them in more of your posts. I know that's something that mm-hmm. that I want to do, and something that that both our head coach and OJ always harps on. You you know you are an image of the league, and you are here to build your own brand. They can't do that for you. So that's something else in the off season that I really really want to focus on. I know that me and people like Kristen London have talked about ways that we can really engage with the Denver Broncos more and get visibility there. So I think I think that when you combine all of those things, it's going to be kind of a snowball effect for for 2020 and excuse me, 2022, and there'll be some really big moves being made. Yeah, I mean, take a look at uh, last weekend on our podcast. If uh, if you guys didn't listen to it, you can go 386. Uh, that was Kerry Walters and Dion Lee. But last weekend, Megan on our podcast, uh, the Silver Stars at the Las Vegas Aces WNBA event, uh, Silver Stars at the Raider preseason games with about 25 players with their swag on and everything else. So it's a little bit of commitment, obviously, like like anything else with a community engagement type mentality. I really think if every team commits that way, it's going to get to a point where you hook up and make those partnerships with the other pro leagues and the other sports, and it really gives you a leg up in terms of the average fan in basketball, hockey, or even football and other sports. They start to look at, oh, the, uh, you guys play football. Well, let me, let's go check out a game, right? And it just it takes, uh, as Dion says, it only takes, you know, to invite 10 people, and 10 people adds up to, to 20, 30, 40, 50, and then you go, you got 60 to 100, 200 people in the stands that never even knew about it. So it's an opportunity to obviously to bring butts to the seat. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, grassroots marketing, going out and hitting the ground events. I actually got recruited back in 2019 or maybe it was 2000, yeah, 2019, end of 2019. I got recruited at uh, Pride, so the Pride Fest that we had here in Denver. And so that's how I found out, just, just hitting the ground and getting visibility, putting flyers up, like you said, going to team events, wearing your, your branding and your team shirt. Nothing else in that example you gave with, with, uh, with Vegas, if nothing else, they had a team event and they got to bond and, and build more culture. So absolutely a great idea and something that teams can start actioning across the board. Yeah, and I really think if, if you have NFL, uh, the NFL in town, there's, it's just a kind of a no-brainer, right? No-brainer to go hook, get hooked up. Just like the, you know, Cali War this weekend was out there with the with the Rams and the Chargers uh, over in SoFi. So that's, you know, that's what we need to do. We need to get the the word out to the uh, the bigger masses, you know, the bigger fan followings, which is the big gorilla. Uh, and a lot of people will be able to take a, you know, take notice of that. You know, you also going towards, you know, if you have big college college teams in your area, I mean, it's just a matter of going to the college games and getting a section or something, or even, uh, as Kerry says, you know, try to make an arrangement where you uh, book a suite for a couple games and you're able to sit up with the, uh, other people and maybe you get to see the executives uh, kind of notice, okay, you guys play football. Well, we'll figure out where what season and when your season is so you can collaborate that way as well. So really exciting uh, in terms of this, this year, of just women's football and the, the fact that we had all the games streamed, that was just so cool to see. And for me, it was awesome because, you know, I'm always on the go to me for just, you know, to just hook up and uh, set up shop with my laptop or wherever. Uh, it was awesome to just get to watch the games. Yeah, definitely. My, my parents were actually, so I'm from Dallas originally. And so my parents still live there. The first time they got to catch a game live was of course at, at all pro weekend. But thankfully, because of Vire and, and being able to stream that, they were able to catch every game of the season. And I know that I, I know that was huge for them. My dad's a big football player, played in college, and so he he really enjoyed that. And that was a great bonding experience for us this season. And then, of course, he would then send the link out to the whole family post game or, or during the game and let them join as well, which was amazing. Well, Megan, I don't know about you, but uh, we're all we're all just kind of giddy for like 2022 to start like next week. No break in general. <laughs> just restart the season again, right? It's like, uh, so yeah, we're so excited about that. Yeah, it was just it, it, but it was a, it was a great uh, year. In other words, that's that's what we're getting, you know, boiling down to. It was a great year. Uh, a lot of the teams, some teams obviously had a down year, uh, more so than anything. L.A., you know, probably one of the the hardest hit probably the whole year. Everybody anticipated them to elevate to another level this season. It just didn't happen. But uh, you guys did do your job. Uh, you know, just that one game at the beginning of the season, you know, crucial for you guys to make the playoffs, but you guys did finish strong uh, to your credit and to your teammates' credit, just, you know, never giving up until the end and, and uh, getting that, you know, last W of the season to focus on the next uh, season, which is what you need to do as uh, professionals is just figure it out, okay, not going to make the playoffs, but we're going to just, you know, like you said, use it as, as fuel to get to the next uh, year. Yeah, and we have, we have amazing amazing coaches that really kept the morale up even when it when it was coming down to it and it looked like we weren't going to make the playoffs after all. The coaches everywhere from our office to the court coordinator Beth to to our, you know our special teams coach to our defensive coach they 
they really, really kept the morale up each practice moving forward to make sure that, that we knew there was a bigger picture than just this year's playoffs. Like we're, like I said earlier, we're trying to build a dynasty with the Denver Bandits, and that doesn't happen overnight. So we got to stay focused. Now, Megan, a uh, couple of your teammates, face of the franchise, do you feel like every team – now has to have that in terms of the WNFC to have a face to the franchise, you know, like yourself would be maybe considered at this point, your rookie of the year fan favorite at the beginning of the year. We had Kristen London pretty much. If you needed to talk about the Denver bandits in terms of social media or outfit, you, you could relate to Kristen, Kristen London. Oh, at Denver bandits, right. As a, just right there. So do, uh, do you feel any pressure now in 2022 when we're going to say Megan Lewis and the Denver brand, uh, Denver bandits? Uh, so like uh, David Ruffin and the Temptations, is that where we're going? Um, Pretty much. But yeah, so no, def- <laughs> no, definitely not. I think that every every year you have those those kind of key players that, that take the face in terms of social media and branding. But what really matters is not the talk, but the walk. And so what's happening when when the clock strikes, you know, time and you have to hit the field? We have amazing players, a lot of them that don't get the recognition from a media standpoint. I'm thinking of like my O-line, like Morgan Darden, our center, Rebecca, all those people who maybe not don't get the spotlight, but they're the whole reason that the team is where we are and the engine's running. So I'm, 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 a, I'm a talkative person. I'm a chatty person. That's, that's why I'm in sales. And so I'm, I'm always happy to, to you know, do interviews and, and step up and, and do shoots. But as long as people know that at the end of the day, I wouldn't be anywhere without the rest of the team suiting up and, you know, coming in day in and day out. That's, that's what really matters. So, see, words to live by. Very awesome. And it, it's obviously, you know, it's a unit, right? That's, a, that's your point. It's a whole unit. It's just not one individual. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a whole unit. Just like in, when I used to, you know, be in the military, and it takes, you know, a whole battalion to come through for everything. So it's just a strategic planning. But, uh, you know, it takes, a, it takes the whole line to move everything and, and obviously to make you productive as well and to make it seem like it's easy, and that's the bottom line. Um, well, I really appreciate you making the time uh, for me today and coming in here. We really wanted to kind of just spotlight you onto our fan and our branding and our uh, media podcast uh, just to let everybody know what uh, Megan Lewis is all about and the Denver Bandits. Uh, WNFC Rookie of the Year 2021, uh, Miss Megan Lewis. And so – Denver Bandits looking for playoff mentality for 2022, and the return of Megan Lewis officially here says she will be back. Yeah, yeah, definitely look out for us, and I thank you so much for for having me on and for everything you're doing for for women's sports and getting that that message out. Thank you very much. I always welcome to come on by if you need to come out. We we talk NFL here every week, so if you want to talk some NFL, you always uh, chime in and let me know, and we'll get you on, and we can – talk uh anything happening between now and january in terms of the nfl or in college so i wish you well safe travels at the same time uh you know go bandits and get yourself healthy for 2022 and then ready for another wnfc season yeah go bandits hope you have a great rest of your night and rest of the show i'll be tuning in listening thank you have a great night okay appreciate your time bye all right, guys, that was uh, Megan Lewis, 2021 WNFC Rookie of the Year. What an amazing season she had with the Denver Bandits. 
uh, an impressive season for them. Just one step uh, from missing the playoffs. They win against Los Cruces in week one, and their opportunity there would have, been, would have changed a lot. So, uh, but overall, they had a pretty good season. They finished strong, looking for 2022 to make a, a, an impact in terms of that playoff. So we're going to go into the, the Monkey Knife Huddle, second huddle of the night. And we're going to be talking to a, a athlete that we have talked to before, but now with bigger honors. I think the last time we talked to her, she was the uh, Offensive uh, Player of the Week. So let's go to the Monkey Knife Fight Huddle number two, and then we'll talk to the talented Gina Magana of the Utah Falcons. Fight is the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy-to-play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Knife Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. And don't forget, go to Monkey Knife Fight, use code NJF, get started today, $5 free play up to a $100 match. You can start to tune into the NFL, Major League Baseball, MMA. There's a lot of formats and props there, so go to MonkeyKnifeFight.com, use the code NJF. Let's bring in the talented Gina Magana, Offensive Player of the Week in 2021, and your WNFC 2021 League MVP. Gina, what's going on? Hey, Oscar. I'm not too much, just hanging out. Just hanging out? Seriously, with an MVP award? Just no big deal? (laughs) COVID got me, actually, so I've been quarantined till tomorrow. um, Really? I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. When did this um, happen? We're doing all right. A week ago? Um, yeah, last Monday I started feeling like a little um little sick, kind of like a sore throat. Didn't think anything of it really. And then Tuesday mm-hmm. it hit me pretty hard. And so I was like, man, I better go get checked out. And I did. And here I am quarantined for like the longest time of my life, I feel like. But Yeah, isolation in is a bummer. But yeah, I'm recovering, so can't wait to get out there. I wanted to start hitting the gym pretty hard this last week, but that didn't happen. So just wait a little bit longer. Maybe, Gina, it was the fact that you kicked ass all season and your body's saying you need to rest. What do you what do you think? Maybe that's the case. Maybe. I, I can't even tell you a time I've had like more than two days in a row at home. So <laughs> maybe that's what I needed. Yeah, yeah. I mean chicken soup and uh what do they call it, crackers? Not too bad. I mean it's Comfort food. And uh, once in a while, yeah, you got to just kind of like rest. Yeah, that's for sure. Especially if you're on the go all the time, at some point your body's going to shut you down, right? Forcefully shut down, and that's just the way it goes sometimes. Yep, and that's exactly what happened. I just needed a break, but it was good. It gave me some time to reflect on kind of my upcoming goals and what I want to work on and what I'm going to be doing. So it was good. Well, do you know? You had a fantastic season uh, in the whole year. Your team, uh, one step closer to nine to return to the nine cup. San Diego just gets that, you know, the the one uh, edge that they needed. And unfortunately, at the end there, you, you know, you just couldn't get it done. It looked like you guys were going to get it done. I mean, from us watching, we were like, okay, this is the Falcon series, traditional series, where they just kind of punch it in and it. And they sort of just win it out, and it just unfortunately didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like that's kind of what everyone um, everyone thought being that close um, 
of a game, but San Diego came out strong. They have really good athletes, good players, and um, just a couple mental errors on our side, and it lost the game for us. Feeling uh, uh, with you guys after that game, was it just a, a letdown by yourselves? Because, I mean, you were that close. You guys were almost in that red zone, an opportunity there for scoring, and it just didn't happen. So, um, Yeah, I think it it came as a surprise for a lot of people. I mean, there was a lot of tears, like a lot of people crying. Um, I think just the emotions were all over for everybody. Um, for me, I it, it was hard. Like, wasn't that wasn't what we were expecting? Um, it's hard to lose, especially being that close. Um, but I also feel like it's a learning experience. Um, we know what we have to do better um, for next season. Now, Gina, uh, the season was really good for you guys up to that point. Um, pretty competitive all season. You had an amazing uh, performances week to week. Uh, almost every week. And so uh, what do you say of your O-line and, you know, your QB play? And offensively, they just opening the gaps, good blocks. And uh, you guys are usually very hard. You were even harder to kind of contain for a lot of teams. Um, yeah, definitely. My, my O-line, um, offensively, we had a really good year this season. Um, O-line did um, amazing. I can count on every single person on my own line to open up a hole or something big enough for me to get through. And same with our, um, our other wing back and wide receivers, like without those blocks, I'm not getting anywhere without those holes. I'm not going anywhere. And so, um, and without being, um, reading, um, our option as well as she does, like we aren't successful. I mean, it, it takes our whole, um, offense to succeed in the offense we run. And so it's it definitely was all of us. Now, Gina, you get to Dallas, and Dallas, uh, I don't know if you or – but everybody else has told me it, it was a great kind of like convention for the Nine Cup Championship. So everybody was kind of in awe in a lot of ways because there's so many things to do with the events for the short time that you got, you guys were there. Um, did you anticipate getting the league MVP award at, at this point, or were you – did you even think, okay, I'm, I'm probably in the running because you were in the running, but did you even think it was going to be you? Um, I didn't, honestly. Like, there's so many good athletes. I, I don't feel I'm um, any better than any, like, specific person, especially everyone in the running. Like, everyone was excellent in their in their own ways. Like, we all play our own game. So um, I wasn't expecting it, but um, – I plan on going to Dallas anyways for the All-Pro game, and so it was pretty exciting. I had um, a bunch of my family members still going out um, for the All-Pro game, so it was pretty cool to have everyone there, and just, like, hearing my name was exciting, having my coach there, a few players on my team, just hearing everyone cheering from other teams. Like, it was exciting. It was an honor, and it just was, like, meaningful. meant a lot to me. What what happened in the family sense? Were they all on off? They, they, I just played football. No big deal. Just to let you know, I'm just league MVP. <laughs> <laughs> no, I started playing playing like I played like ten years ago, one season, and then so I wasn't like I was all right. And then um, my last season, I played. I did better, of course. Um, and then this season, I just 
excelled from when I was playing, and I, I feel like at the beginning of the season, my family, like, realized, oh, man, like, she knows what she's doing this season. <laughs> so they've always been supportive, but they were definitely at every single game this season and out there supporting me. All right. Well, you're an inspiration to a lot of people in terms of how, you know, week to week you were so dynamic in that sense. Um, but the Pacific Conference, um, just like I talked to Megan right now, Gina, before you, Pacific Conference, really a dogfight almost all year. San Diego, Vegas, yourselves, uh, La Muerte, De- uh, Denver, Phoenix. I, it just seems like it's going to get better and better and better uh, every year. Even Seattle, even they even had a little down here. But this, this side of the coast seems to be every week just trying to put in the work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's there's no team out there that's not working to get better. So, so to think, like, how hard we're working – um, that other teams aren't is um, like unheard of. Everyone's out there to get better. Everyone's working hard, and it's, it's just going to continue um, to be a harder fight, a bigger battle every every game, every season. Um, it's just going to get harder and harder. Were you surprised at uh, or when it was announced that all the games are streamed for the year, and that was like a first in this sport? Does that surprise you at all, at all when that news came out? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's um it's crazy to think how big um football like women's football is getting the I remember the first year I played, um we didn't have money like halfway through the season. We we're on the we we're on the road like panhandling, like it was it was crazy just to get to our games and now like the work OJ's put in and like how successful women's football's getting is it's huge and um it's pretty cool to be a part of it and to grow with it and just to continuously, like, see the impact it's making for women. Now, I talk, I talk to all the other players as well. Feel you're the face of the Falcons, and do you want to accept that if you are going, to, if we're going to go forward? Because a lot of uh, WNFC teams, like I've you know talked to other players as well. You know, every NFL team is relatable, right? Tom Brady, Tampa Bay. Absolutely. You know, it was Peyton Manning, Indianapolis. So do you feel like, you know, 2022, a lot of the players on each team, they, they, they take that badge of honor? Like if we put you down and say, okay, when you say Gina Magana, Utah Falcons, right? Just like right off the bat in that same sentence, which is, which is what we need to get normal, right? Um, that's, that's a hard one because I feel like our, the Falcons are so, like, diverse in what we do and the role of each player – um, I had an excellent season, but again, it wasn't. I wouldn't have been successful without the rest of my team. And so, from the way like our team is run and the way we, I look at things, like there's no like one single player on our team. Like it takes all of us. We're all there together. Like win or lose, like it's it's all of us. So it's hard to be like the face of the team, I guess, in that aspect because it takes everyone. Do you feel we need that? That's more more my maybe rephrase my question. Do you feel like we need a face to each team just to get like the community engaged into one player, and then maybe draw, that draws them into the whole squad in terms of looking at the whole squad as a, a major force in that community? Um, I I think it could it could work as far as advertising, networking, um, mm-hmm. having like stats or star players. Um, advertise more just to draw people's attention. Um, so in the aspect of like 
networking and marketing and advertising and getting it out there, I definitely think it could be beneficial. Now, you were at the weekend, all pro game, pretty awesome. You got some uh, Adidas swag. You got some Adidas swag for the league MVP award. Um, So what did you think of the whole Dallas weekend? Dallas was a blast. It it was well set up. Um, I had a good time um, playing in the all pro game. Um, just the way everything was set up, everything we had like to do, just the opportunities we had um, to meet one another, hang out with one another was um, pretty awesome too. It was, it was definitely a, a memorable weekend. Yeah, you had the, our Hall of Famer, our co-host. Uh, she had a great year too, uh, Holly Custis. So really, really proud of her, uh, you know, stepping up all season and really making an impact uh, coming off uh, an off year in Seattle, as they say into the uh, fold of the Falcon, uh, you know, wings oh. of things. So that was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Holly had a fantastic year as well, and I had a blast playing with her. So it was fun to um, play with her all all season. Um, we didn't get to practice with her as often as we'd like, but to come out to a game and just watch her execute, just like we've been practicing together all season was fun, um, and it was really cool to watch. Did you get to see she you? definitely did, did her homework. Uh, so. Gina, did you get to watch the all-flag girls game at all? Did you get to witness that one at all? I did not. I w- was not there for the all-flag um, game. I had my family out there, so on some of the downtime, we went and visited restaurants that we've never been to and um, kind of did that with my family out there as well. Try to balance it. Oh, that's cool. Um, it was nice to have Marshawn Lynch and uh, – all these NFL, you know, stars there. It was pretty cool to make that type of a fanfare as well, and I think that was somewhat beneficial to the branding as well. Um, did you watch the championship game? Yes, I absolutely did watch the championship game, and I agree with having some of those NFL players um, there and local. It just just like another booster for all of us women playing, just to see them support support us and be there with us was was pretty cool and just to know like it's it's getting to that level is going to push all of us to keep working now uh, did you take anything away from the uh the championship game i mean i i my san diego knew they were up against a big obstacle you guys have faced texas elite before um they are what they what they are in other words there's no surprise there if you give them an edge they take the mile and defensively, they will shut you down. Uh, so it was just like this this great game to watch. But at the same time, uh, once once the second half came around, it was just lights out. It's similar to what you guys have done for most of the last couple of years. Is the same way. It's like you know, once they give you an edge and you start scoring, it it's really hard to come back. Oh yeah, absolutely. Texas is a very good team. OJ's an awesome coach. Um, Dillo's amazing. Like they have the coaching staff they need and they're well prepared. Um, they're, they're practicing. They, they know how to execute. They're disciplined. Um, they're an excellent team. So I wasn't surprised by the, their performance in um, the championship game. I think a lot of people um, kind of was expecting them to go, go all in. Like that's what they were there for. Two years in two, two championship titles for them. They're back-to-back champs. That is the benchmark for this league. I think everybody knows that. Um, at this point, you guys already know it. You guys have faced them 
in 2019 and even before that at the Best of the West uh, Championship. So you guys, you know, there are no, no strangers to you guys. But for the rest of the league, I think, uh, you know, they have to understand how good they are. You know what I mean? Everybody else in the league trying to get to that level. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, we've, yeah, we competed against them in 2019. Um, like I said, they're a well-executed team, and um, that's what we need to prepare for is um, to expect to play them um, in the championship, and we work hard to get there, and when the time comes, we'll um, we'll do our part. We'll be studied up and ready to now, do you know the off season twenty twenty two? Everybody's you know just retooling right now. You know, getting ready for this off season here. Um, hopefully, you know, cross our fingers here and prayers to you to make sure you you get you good good and ready. Uh, get past this nasty COVID stuff that's happening all the way around again. Um, but yeah, uh, you absolutely. Know, God willing, you'll be there in twenty twenty two, as they say. Um, but are you excited for the new for twenty twenty two? As in terms of how it finished this year, but I think overall, I think a lot of teams are really looking at themselves and going, okay, I was in, we were in the middle of the pack, you know, uh, for example, Vegas, Vegas knew, you know, they, they had an opportunity right there, you know, three points. They could have been, you know, your next opponent. In other words, could have met you guys instead of San Diego. So a lot of the teams in the Pacific really just kind of like, okay, we, we should have been there. Right. That was like the attitude. And just one play away or two plays away. So I think everybody's going to be a little bit more focused next year about understanding that every game does matter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was definitely a good season for a lot of a lot of the teams, San Diego, Vegas, um, the Bandits. Um, everyone had an excellent team. And it definitely – this season definitely boiled down to, like, those small small errors, like mental errors, Um those add up and those can definitely make or break a game. And so I think that's going to be a big focus um, for 2022 is just realizing, like, you have to execute 100%. Like, those small errors can make or break your game. And we want competitive games, and I really think it's a credit. The whole season was somewhat competitive. There's a couple games that were not, but for the most part, most games were very competitive uh, in both conferences. So that's what we expect, and that's the the benchmark that everybody wants to, uh, you know, kind of aspire to. And if you start to eye yourselves and Texas as some of a benchmark in each conference, um, you know, a lot of teams are are stepping up their game to make sure that they want to be in that top five when they get into that playoff mode, top five, top six, they got to get into that playoff situation. And I really think that the the 1-20 to setup for the WNFC really stresses that because – you need to be in that top five, top eight all season just to get a chance to, to squeeze in. It's kind of like college football in a way. You kind of just, you know, you have to play your best, and then at the end of the year you have to play even better. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, being in the top five or six, I, I feel like it's going to be, I mean, should be everyone's goal as a team. Like I said, like everyone's goal is going to be to get better, Um to compete harder, like be stronger, faster, um, be more mentally prepared. Um, we're all out there to do the same thing. So I know every team's going to be pushing to be in that top five and six as well. They're going to be working hard off season. And as soon as the season starts, it's going to be another battle. 
I, I think that that's the key to every team. Uh, Lamarte very impressive this season. Denver on your side, also impressive. Uh, you know, uh, Las Vegas, what a turnaround from 2019 to, to this year. And then you guys really just, uh, you know, set the standard and almost to that end as well. You know, and it would have been in Texas, um, you know, given one player or two here, and we would have had a repeat of Utah versus Texas. So uh, competitive is what we want, and this is, this is a, a good start year one, year two, and looking forward to year three as well to see how, you know, every team is going to, you know, elevate their game and, and uh, as your hashtag says, step your game up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, I'm excited for 2022, and I'm excited to uh, just continue following um, all these teams um, that we play against, players I met on the All-Pro. I know there's tons of players already working um, for the 2022 season, and that's what we need. We need we know, we need all these um, all the women athletes to to step up and make it competitive. That's what people want to watch and see is um, is a good football game. All right, um, Gina, are you watching any NFL at all, or are you just tuning football out until you get to the next uh, season to go in there? Do you watch any NFL at all? I have not actually, not this season, not yet. Um, I start watching it. We'll usually go to my parents' house, and I just watch it for fun. My family's big Raiders fans, but other than that, I don't, I don't follow the NFL too much. Okay, so you're you're almost like a typical uh, tackle tackle player. Some most of the tackle players don't follow NFL. Period. They just play the game to play the game. <laughs> they love it. They don't follow the program. So that's it's 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 cool. I mean, that's that's the way it is sometimes. So, and then there's others that are just so passionate, right? Like anything else. Uh, I think I think oh, yeah. the Raiders will have a pretty decent season. Uh, there is an opportunity, as my neighbor would say, for much disappointment more than joy. <laughs> because he's he's like yeah. over over eighty, so he's probably seen everything from <laughs> Al Davis to, to now. So he doesn't yeah, have much confidence in all. John Gruden. But uh, hopefully that you know, new venue, new city, you know, hopefully that will be the you know the difference for a good season for. Um, Las Vegas Raiders at this point. Um, yeah, it'll awesome. be fun. Yeah, I know. It's, it's I, I'm a Rams fan, so I'm excited. I'm getting ready for new stadium. Probably gonna be in the Super Bowl there, so I'm just getting ready yeah. to horns I'm up. I'm excited to say. go to a game out there. Yeah, Vegas is gonna be cool. I mean, that's like the perfect perfect relocation for that team. You know, it's like oh yeah, a good, good job for him to you know the owner to go in there and. I mean, that's, like, just automatic. I mean, that's what I think uh, Las Vegas needed that. I mean, they always had, like, protein, semi-proteins, but never had the NFL as a shield, and that's just going to be huge. And then they got the hockey team now pretty much yep, booming as ho- well. So. Yep, yeah, and they're so doing awesome, awesome, too. I'm excited for it. it they're close. Uh, Vegas is pretty close to us, and we have family out there, so we're all pretty excited to make it to a couple games this season. All right. So, uh, Gina, thank you for making the time again. I appreciate it. Uh, just wanted to bring you on, give you your dues for your honor, League MVP 2021. Uh, great season for you individually. Uh, a Just a disappointing finish, obviously, for your team to make it one more time to the nine cup. But, uh, you know, back to the grind, as they say, right? Yep. We'll be ready for 2022, that's for sure. All right, get well. Uh, uh, be praying for you. Make sure you're good back on your feet, 100%. Um, you know, yeah, stay safe out there as well. Uh, finish your quarantine, and then uh, 
looking forward to the 2022 uh, season, Utah Falcons. Of course. Thank you so much, Oscar. I appreciate um, you having me, and thank you so much. All right. Rest up. Uh, I'll catch you uh, in a couple months, and then we'll be talking Utah Falcons football again. Awesome. That sounds great. Thanks, Oscar. Have a good night. You too. All right, guys. Uh, Gina Magana of the Utah Falcons, WNFC League MVP for 2021. And uh, I'm, I'm just happy that she could make the time, a little bit of time here uh, under the weather. Uh, prayers to her to make sure she gets, you know, recovered here with this. Uh, she's in, on quarantine, of course, COVID-19, not uh, going away anytime soon from what we hear already. Um, and so it's just a matter of being safe, follow safety guidelines, protocols, keep yourself optimized, you know, your immune system, you know, whatever you need to do to keep yourself safe and sound and uh, be mindful of others as, as well. So, but uh, what a awesome, uh, you know, season for Gina Magana and the Utah Falcons. A disappointing end there against the San, San Diego Rebellion, but overall a, a great season for her individually and also for the team. One step uh, before the nine cup, it would have been a rematch of the 2019 uh, championship against Texas, and it just didn't happen. Uh, San Diego did go to the final and didn't, wasn't able to uh, take advantage of that yet. Uh, they obviously are going to look for 2022 to return and get better now that they've, they know exactly what uh, the elite Spartans are all about and what they're capable of. So uh, in the next coming podcast or so, we are going to have some talented players coming on here as well as the WNFC Awards 2021. Uh, we'll roll it out, and we're going to have a couple, a couple players coming on here in a couple weeks. Uh, including some ownerships and uh, some coach, the coach of the year. We're trying to get Brandon and Archie of the San Diego Rebellion in here to give him his props well for an amazing season. What an amazing inaugural season for him, first-year coach. So we're going to try to see if we can get Coach Brandon Archie in here in the house to give him his props. But a great season for San Diego, even with the loss in the nine cup. And then we're going to try to dive into Kelly Smith uh, and the OG Olivia Griswold, the beast of the Texas Elite Spartans in the next couple of podcasts here. So uh, thanks for subscribing, you guys, on Apple, iHeart, and Spotify. Great bump on Spotify as well. You can always catch us on globalwomensportsradio.com right there on the link, on the podcast link. Don't forget to check them out. Go to globalwomensportsradio.com. Get the lowdown on everything NBA, pro softball, everything overseas uh, in terms of the pro game with women's sports. So don't forget to go there, uh, globalwomensportsradio.com, and you can get the podcast link there as well. And don't forget uh, Women's Alliance, Women's Sports Alliance as well. We're part of that, and WS Alliance, and you can go to Instagram as well. So uh, it, it was a great two interviews in the Monkey Night Fight huddle. You can go to Monkey Night Fight and use the code NJF, get started today. Early season, uh, NFL preseason, you can play there. Uh, we also have Major League Baseball you can play there, WNBA, PGA, MMA, a lot of stuff happening there. So you go to Mike and I Fight, uh, you know, take advantage of the code NJF and head on there. If you haven't uh, visited our Zazzle shop at the No Joke Football Shop, you can get cool T-shirts under $20, leggings under $60, and you get cool gifts all season long. So use the daily codes and save big. If you took advantage of our 20% off weekend this past weekend, Thank you very much for that. If you're listening to us internationally, 
appreciate you guys doing that. You also can buy stuff at Zazzle.com. Go to Zazzle.com for size Grand Beauties. Go to the bottom tab at the very bottom of the page, and you'll have your country code there. Link up your country code to your shop. You'll get faster shipping at this point. And so if you have Zazzle Black in the United States for about 10 bucks in the U.S., you can get free shipping for the rest of the year as well. So if, uh, if you incline, go ahead and get that. The most popular shirt, not a boys game, as well as the own the game, own the field shirts are very popular. So you can get one of those two slogans and help support women's American football and bring attention to it. So appreciate you guys going to uh, the Noja Football Shop, powered by Zazzle.com. All right. Uh, we don't have a Hall of Famer today. Holly Custis, the salty one, not in the house, and ex-league insider Nate Ward, nor uh, the backseat coach. But we will hopefully have them back next week as we get ready for 388 uh, of the Great Iron Blitz. So we're going to be talking NFL uh, preseason, uh, last week of the preseason, and then we're going to dive into uh, the NFL week one. So it's pretty pretty exciting uh, in terms of the coming up season, in terms of what your team's at and where it's at. Uh, if you need a refresher on the preseason, we're going to dive into uh, what happened this past, uh, this past weekend in terms of the NFL Week, week 2 slate. Uh, let me pull it up here, get my notes, because I need to look into it. Um, there's also action in, um, I mentioned earlier, um, in the Finland Division uh, Division 1, it's going to be Coda taking on Tampere Saints. So you get the, the lowdown right there. And then it was uh, the Northern Lights will be taking on the Linuses over in uh, Finland. And that's going to be the matchups that, that's going to happen. Uh, Northern Lights secure their playoff berth, taking down Wassa Royals 52-0. to zero. So it will be Northern Lights taking on Aloya Linuses this weekend uh, for, the, for the playoffs. And you also have Tampere will be facing Coda Eagles undefeated Coda Eagles. That will be a great class. You'll get all the links there right there from our network partners in Finland, uh, everything that's happening in the sport in terms of Finland. Um, let me dive into uh, the NFL preseason here in a second before we get out of here, kind of give you a rundown of what's happening. And then I can't forget, um, before we get out of here, uh, I was just sent a message here and I totally uh, was not aware of it, but uh, we want to send prayers and uh, obviously condolences to the Texas Elite Spartans and the WNFC for the uh, passing of talented uh, championship coach Billy Hughes Jr., who apparently uh, passed away. Um, and so uh, condolences out to the WNFC, all the teams in WNFC, especially the Texas Elite Spartans. Condolences to the players on the Texas Elite Spartans and to the family and friends of Coach uh, Hughes Jr., uh, instrumental part of what is the Texas Elite Spartans uh, in terms of the WNFC, the excellence that is the Texas Elite Spartans, and the motivation and support that he had given to each individual player on that squad. Uh, his legacy will continue to grow because of the excellence of every player on that squad and the roster. So uh, once again, uh, we are devastated to hear of the news of championship coach uh, Billy Hughes Jr. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, like I said, condolences to his family, his friends, his children, and obviously to the uh, Texas Elite Spartans women's football team. All right, uh, guys. Uh, well, we'll end up with NFL preseason at this point. Um, let's go back here. Let me just 
chime it in. Here we go. Preseason. So week two, I don't take preseason like so much into uh, what will happen and what's going to happen because it's more like just hearsay. Um, I normally don't even take um, the NFL preseason season seriously until like week five because to me, week five is really the bench and, and the brammer that's going to get you to the to whether the team's going to even make anything for the season. Uh, but overall, right, it's just, you know, it's, what, do we, what do you do? I mean, it's like it's just it's, the starters aren't playing. It's just a bunch of uh, new players that are on the squad. So, um, you know, we'll go over it in, in terms of, you know, what the results were uh, for the most part. But other than that, uh, I mean, it's just kind of like a – a, not even a a gauge, in other words. That's the word I'm trying to use, a gauge for what's going to happen for the regular season. But, uh, you know, my Rams lose 17-6 to against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Denver routes Seattle 30-3. Uh, to It was Indianapolis 12-10 to versus Minnesota. Close, close game. Uh, Texans 20-14 to against Dallas. Uh, Pittsburgh 26-20 to against Detroit. Uh, Titans 34 to three over Buccaneers, uh, Miami 37, Atlanta 17, uh, Baltimore 20, Carolina three, Jets 23, Green Bay 14, and Buffalo 41, Chicago 15. So the era of Andy Dalton is going to start in what you call um, for the Bears in Week One. So that's the uh, one of the notices that we took away from this week. So, uh, Michelle, uh, Michelle Tabriskie's revenge. The former Bears first-round quarterback continued a career-long trend of frustrating Chicago fans. However, this time he provided the soldiers for a crowd with an exasperation by dicing up the home team's defense, aided by Brian Doubles' stellar plan and play selection. Tabriskie hit a, uh, a lot of slants, destroying Chicago's defense. But keep in mind, this is preseason. So even if it sounds good to be true, it is too good to be true. Trubisky has never really been that kind of guy. So, okay, so he's working under, what, Buffalo, and, and he beats Chicago. Well, I'd like to see it in the regular season. Uh, that would be my point at this point. So see, we'll, see what, we'll see what he says in the regular season. But uh really doesn't mean much. That's my whole point behind it. It's like a takeaway. Um, but there's a couple key players, you know, you got to watch for if you're into certain teams. And so if you're into, like, uh, certain NFL, you know, diehard like myself and the Rams, you're looking obviously at some of the, the running back issues that the Rams have. Uh, we know we have Stafford. We have a pretty good offensive line and receivers. A, a running back is going to be a question mark there. Defensively, we're also going to have a question mark in terms of how good we're going to be. Um, you know, still like that. Um, if you're like Baltimore, you know, how do you look at Lamar Jackson this year? You know, is he going to really be able to take uh, control? Will he have a good season as well? And then they also have issues in terms of, you know, running back situations there. Um, so every team's got some concerns in terms of what they're going to do, um, especially the Texans. You know, what are you going to do in Texas? I mean, they, they've just been a mess all year uh, in the off season. And who, who's not going to, like, be surprised that they have no, a, a brand-new quarterback stepping up this year? Um, so is it going to be a Garrett uh, – Garrett uh, Gilbert's, uh, is he going to be the backup? Is it going to be Cooper Rush? I mean, who, who is going to take over the helm uh, in Texas at this point? So still a lot of question marks right there for the Texans at this point. Uh, but 
you know, it's just it's preseason. Like I said, I'm not going to dive into it so much besides that. Uh, check out the article right there uh, on the NFL.com, from NFL.com uh, at the hub. Dive into the preseason notes and uh, news and notes. Uh, we'll be diving into week one as we get closer to week one, and then we'll start to really dive into each week. And you'll have the salty one here. You'll have Holly Custis as well uh, giving you uh, insights on, in terms of college football and NFL. And then we're also going to dive in to, uh, you know, the international women's scene. Of course, coming up here in Czech Republic, we're going to dive into Germany, still going to be in action. Uh, the U.K. will be finishing up. And then uh, we have Sweden that's going to be finishing up as well. We don't know if we'll have Gridiron West in action. So we'll still be talking women's tackle football, not so much in the States, but we'll be talking women's tackle football overseas and all the action that's happening internationally. So don't forget to share, like our post, go to the hub, let people know about it, invite everybody to our page at Gridiron Beauties. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter as well uh, for the latest news and excitement. All right, I think that's it for us. So I really appreciate uh, Megan Lewis making the time for us today of the Denver Bandits, that's Rookie of the Year for 2021 of the WNFC. Also appreciate uh, Gina Magana making some time there, even uh, with her ill state. Hopefully uh, she will recover and she'll be good, and that's our prayers to her. Uh, League MVP 2021 from the Utah Falcons. And once again, our condolences and prayers and to the Texas Elite Women's tackle football league in the WNFC and to uh, coach Billy Hughes's uh, family and friends. And so, uh, con- you know, condolences once again to all the, the team there. And uh, it's a hard time, especially right now with all the COVID stuff that's going on and things like this in, in terms of the pandemic. And so it's not a good thing to hear of anybody passing away, uh, especially a, such an amazing individual that has contributed and done a great job to individual players, the organization, and a great contributor to women's tackle football to elevate the sport to another level. And so, uh, you know, we uh, just, uh, you know, prayers go out to his family. All right. So uh, we will be back next week, 88. And we should have the salty one back in the house. The Hall of Famer, Holly Cuss, is also back in the house. Should have ex-league insider Nate Ward back. And, of course, the always informative backseat coach mark simone so for the uh for the uh for the great iron blitz gonna lost my thoughts here thinking about uh coach hughes here uh so for everybody next week come on back at 388 we'll be talking a lot of stuff in terms of nfl preseason we'll be talking international news and we'll have a couple more guests lined up in terms of the wnc awards for 2021 so check it out don't forget to go to mikeyknife5.com and use code njf We'll be back uh, next week on the podcast 388. So have a great night, everybody. ...is the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy-to-play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, 
all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.